All right, so we are recording on a Wednesday, Thursday morning. It's Thursday, right? I hate mid I hate midweek holidays. Um, how are you guys doing? It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> okay, so on this episode, I know it's coming in a little bit late uh, for our listeners. Um, I'm actually going to start it with a fun fact about inventors that regretted the things they invented. And there's 10 over here that I actually had prepared. Um, but the ones that are most interested, well, interesting to me, rather, um, are the inventor of the office cubicle, who regrets it because now he sees it as more of a rat maze type thing. Um, the inventor of Comic Sans, that's like the font for some reason. I don't know why, that's like the weirdest one. And also the inventors of the internet. Um, they personally, well, that's uh, Bob Kahn and Vint Cerf. So this was like around 19, I want to say 1950, no. When was the internet? internet? Been around that much. It's yeah, well, like it's like 1950 something, right? No. I'm pretty sure. No. Was it no, not? No, I would say like 85 is when the internet first kind of started to be in development stages. And then like the mid 90s is when it, it actually was like around. Wasn't it used in like old, late World War II though? Like a prototype version of it? I feel like it was. How do, yeah, I how reading do you do this? Like, <laughs> use no, that no, as no. Fun fact that you okay. haven't done the research yet. No <laughs> I did. I did do the research. That's what I'm getting at. Because right here in front of me, it's saying 1955. So that's what I'm going with. You guys said no, and I was like, okay, is this is is what I'm reading wrong? Because um, I'm looking at the Wikipedia here, and it says 1955. Hey, computer science was an amazing discipline in the late 1950s. Mm -hmm. In the 1960s, someone proposed the idea of distributing networks. In 65, they convinced of pocket switching. In 69, the U.S. Department of Defense put out contracts. In the early 1970s, okay, APRNet adopted packet switching technology proposed by Davis and Barron in the 1970s at UCLA. TCP mm -hmm. uh, transmission control protocol, that's the kind of stuff that we think about the internet and internet protocol began and evolved in the 1970s, 74. Okay. Okay, so let's just let's just okay, so let's just say the nineteen seventies then. What I saw here said like the concept started in the nineteen in nineteen fifty five. Yeah, the um, idea of the internet. Yeah. The actual official yeah. birthday of the internet is January first, nineteen eighty three. Sam. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness! Again, like I said, there's no specific date. What I have here is that no, yeah, the birth. No, don't add exactly. No specific date. The date is wrong. <laughs> the birth of the idea was 1955. Okay, I'm, I'm just leaving it at that because that's what I have in front of me. You guys no, are also no correct. <laughs> You're also correct. Okay, the seed no, was planted this, this is in 1955. This is a continuation of the trivia episode. You're oh wrong. my goodness. <laughs> anyways, anyways, okay. Um. We've come to regret things like the internet and also the dude who all oh this is kind of tied into the pop-up advert um, yeah. um, the inventor of that too uh, basically what he says is the well the ads are the internet's original sin that's how he put it as 
Um, at the end of the day, the business model that got us funded was advertising. The model that got us acquired was analyzing users' personal homepages so we could better target ads to them. Along the way, we ended up creating one of the most hated tools in the advertiser's toolkit, the pop-up ad. Um, so right now we have pop-up ads, right? Um, and we all know like the most popular internet thing right now is technically well, I want to say it's, t it's TikTok. It is TikTok. Let's not lie to ourselves. Um, I read up on a little thing that kind of connects the idea of pop-up ads and like Vines or TikToks as like almost kind of being the same thing. You know how you get your usual like 30-second like TikToks or Vines? And you also get like your 30-second ad or pop-up or whatever. Um, and how now basically... Um, Vines or TikToks are based, are a version of Vine us publicly advertising ourselves. Sorry, what? I said Vine is dead. It's no, no, that's what, well. TikTok is a continuation of Vine, right? Let like let's be honest, they're the same concept. Not really. Like, okay. If you think about okay. TikTok, <laughs> okay. 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 do you not do your research? Like TikTok I literally have my research different. in front of me. Okay, yes. Okay. Like, TikTok started as something different from Vine because let's. Okay. Like the idea of the short form video. Yes. Mm -hmm. Vine pioneered it. Vine is dead. Vine has been dead for how many years now? Almost five years now. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. Yes. So anyway, Vine pioneered the idea of the short form tech, short form video, right? Seven mm -hmm. seconds. I think it was seven seconds. It was something very stupidly short, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, and like it worked for the time until Twitter bought it and killed Vine, but that's a whole different thing right mm -hmm. tiktok started off as like a app where people sang lip sync to to songs and it just morphed into whatever it is now i think where tiktok shine compared to vine is the fact that tiktok's videos can be 30 seconds long or however long well, it is compared to vine tiktok you have 15 second 30 second and three minute videos now see there yeah, so it's like they can grow in laugh right it's kind of like it's an argument of the algorithms and like how longer videos are better than shorter videos just from mm -hmm. like a marketing and uh promotion standpoint but that's here so whatever right yeah anyways the the fact that well where i'm where i'm getting at is because i have a ladder here of how these things are kind of interconnected right based on the article i read um but what was interesting about that is um, the human kind of, well, our society's predisposed ability to consume ad, like ads or, you know, your 20 second, 30 second, you know, Super Bowl ads or whatever. They're usually longer than that these days anyways. Um, in the form of TikToks, which is basically just like the individual now um, doing their own form of content to advertise their own creativity in TikTok. Um, and how basically those two concepts yes they are different because an ad is basically like a big company whereas a TikTok video or whatever is entertainment and it's also from an individual most of the time um how they're kind of interconnected in the space where you're having them feed into each other right so the more like youtube videos that people are people have or the more exchange of ideas people have via TikTok or youtube or snapchat or whatever is always going to feed back into putting ads in there that are related to how people kind of um, how people kind of have that um, generic taste as a society towards a specific kind of culture or product or whatever, right? So, for instance, the example they had here 
is say um, a fan base that most of the, most of the TikToks or YouTube videos you watch or listen to are um, let's let's just say like makeup and fashion based, for instance, right? Now that pool originally would start out as a bunch of individuals coming together to make those things um, as a form of content. But then that's also an avenue for like Sephora, for instance, to come in and be like, well, you guys have already created that compu that community. So you've done the dirty work for us. So now what we're going to do is we're going to pay the, the the parent company money to just like insert our ads into like the algorithm of everyone who uses um, or everyone who like engages with this content. Right. So I just found that interesting because we always complain that ads are too much in our like you know, social media or whatever, uh, ads are everywhere. But technically, um, the article I read kind of blames like us as a society for the ads that we complain about. So I just thought it was like a very, very vicious circle. And that's what we're here to talk about pretty much. We're here to talk about the internet and how it feeds into itself. Um, and also, you know, partially the stupidity that goes on within the internet too. That's amazing. Um, and also, you know, one thing I did really want to talk about, too, is this idea or concept um, that some people have, which is, you know, the 1% controls the Internet and they're teaching us what to think and how to behave. So I also want to talk about that because I find that interesting. Um, but yeah, so I have a full list of content here. My question to you guys, first question is, um, I guess, where do you stand on how the Internet has kind of shaped your uh, your perception of just the world around you in general. Like, imagine yourself with the internet and without the internet, what would be the differences? Just based on your day-to-day, -day, like how you, I don't know, how you basically conduct yourself. I was say, well, I remember a time, kind of, when internet was not accessible to anyone, and, or to everyone, and I had dial-up till the age of 17. <laughs> um, so, Coming at it from that perspective, I do remember a time where internet wasn't in your everyday life. You used it to maybe play the odd game, but it was for you know do it, helping look up things for research. Or like the games on the internet were so in like a primary stage of development, they were so simple compared to what they are now. I would say like in my actual adult life i've never lived a day in my life where i haven't had access to the internet i mean especially since like our phones are basically little computers now compared mm -hmm. to what they were 15 20 years ago so i don't know i think it has definitely made us way more dependent on things and like if before it used to be instead of like oh go look it up in a book is now oh we have the power of google right mm -hmm. like we depend on google to answer a lot of our questions but yeah, that's very true. Um, but then have you also noticed that there's now ads on Google as well, usually? There always has been ads on Google. Yeah. That's how oh, they yeah. make money. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, that's 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 where I'm getting at. So it's more or less, well, that's how the actual company Google would make money. Um, but then I'm more or less thinking, so Pam, where I'm, com where I'm coming from is not from the avenue of like knowledge and like, um, you being able to, you know, Google stuff in five minutes, you know, what you're looking for. I'm talking about more from the avenue of like, say, um, like, how many, like, would you buy things from Amazon 
if you didn't have access to Amazon as a website. That's kind of where I'm getting at. Like, what? imagine no. being. The way you phrase that question. Okay, okay, okay. Here's. Repeat the question to yourself. Here's. Yeah, okay. Here's. 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 Here's where I'm coming from, okay? No, no, no. I know. How much? How much? How much? How much? How repeat much? That question to yourself. Repeat that question to yourself. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I recall how it sounded. Amazon, if you did have access to Amazon. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. Like, I mean, you could. You could. You could pay someone. You could pay someone who has access to it. No, 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 no. No, don't try to, like, don't try to, like, smart dash your way out of the stupidity that you just said. No, no. Do you have access to Amazon? No. But I'm just saying, Sam's first question of how the internet has impacted you, that was not how I took that question. If I did not have access to Amazon, no, I probably would not purchase. But I mean, like ads, ads overtake our everyday, every mm -hmm. inch of our daily life, really, when you think about it. Okay, so, so okay, the two points that I'm getting here is actually consumerism and social media and how they're connected, right? Um, that's where I'm trying to get at. We've all, I mean, I don't know if Pam's seen Squid Game, um, but apparently, no, apparently one of the, um, well, this is, this is related to Squid Game, but not from Squid Game, but apparently one of the most, um, I guess, uh, one of the top reasons why a lot of people are in debt today is because of an increase in consumerism activities, right? Um, it's, that's not the biggest reason, but it's part of it, right? Where, which is basically the concept of so many ads being in your face that you're forced to more often than not buy things you don't necessarily need, right? I mean, um, yeah, sorry, I go ahead. It doesn't help that like when you say something or Google something on your phone, it's automatically like you're on Instagram or something and all of it's like, here's your ad for this baby stroller you booked <laughs> so, up for your friend <laughs> who you're buying a baby gift for and you get all these targeted ads. Right. Like, that doesn't help. Also, I was going to argue, you can't just blame consumerism for, like, being forced to buy things that you don't want to because of ads, right? Because I can Oh, argue no, it's not just that, because of ads, definitely. I can argue that the reason why debt is so prominent in our society is because that's the system that we have built. This is how capitalism works. Debt, quote-unquote, is what is needed for you to live in this world. Mm -hmm. If you do not have debt, you do not survive in this world for some fucking reason. <laughs> it's stupid. That... That, I digress. You do. Yeah. You do want socialist Uchi today. Funny, funny enough, Uchi. I I like that you mentioned that because I ha actually have that down here. Um, debt as a form of, um, I guess, credit check, um, is only kind of a general um, metric used for, like, say the 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 lower to middle class, if that makes sense, yeah. right? If you're like a real, if you're like a, if you're like in the upper class, like you know athlete athlete and above like you don't even you don't even need a credit check for most things you just you just you just do it um i feel no one checks your credit score if you're gonna buy like a, a football team like that's not people aren't checking thing. that if you are making a hundred thousand plus a year or even two hundred thousand plus a year the likelihood of needing a credit check is way lower than someone who makes Thirty to fifty thousand dollars a year. Right, but like, then that brings up. Yeah, that yeah sorry. Brings go up ahead. Back where Uchi said about consumerism. The other thing is that, really, when you think about it, the cost of living and livable wage, especially like in Canada, is highly skewed. Like, yeah, no, as it is. Someone where I where I'm currently living, 
which isn't like I don't consider where I live a northern community but you look at the cost of groceries like I know it's not the same as say being up in a Callowit or something like that but I pay seven dollars for a liter of milk mm -hmm. right and it's like when you make minimum wage which in Saskatchewan is 11.42 an hour we have the lowest minimum wage right it's like you're using over 50 percent of your at one hour of work to buy that milk mm -hmm. get a, a jug of milk right like yeah, so. so so basically you have that, um, but then the internet or social media has al also proven to be an avenue for people to, quote unquote, escape poverty. Right when you when you go viral, you become famous, well, stuff like that. Right, and that would I wouldn't even say that has to do with like going viral or become famous, but like the idea of the influencer is a little bit toxic because like you can make money off the internet and there's nothing wrong with people who do but mm -hmm. what i'm saying is it's like the internet like instagram TikTok, and all that is like a snapshot of the good parts of your life right and so then you see everyone posting these like ideal scenes and you think they're so much better off than you when they may not be and then you're like oh i have to reach that level and so you put yourself in debt trying to live this idyllic life right and mm -hmm. I mean, with ads being, our feeds being flooded with ads, like, I don't know how you guys are, but sometimes I'll see an ad and it'll be like, I really want that thing. And it's like, can I afford it? No, but and like some, there's are some people who are like, I really want that thing. I don't care my credit card is maxed out. I'm gonna find a way to buy it no matter what, right? Like, mm -hmm. so that doesn't, also doesn't help. Right, so where, where I was, where like, kind of related to that, where I was getting at too is, people who have now found their increased wealth in of, you know, being influencers or being YouTubers, TikTokers, whatever, um, kind of give off the, well, the common conception that anyone could, anyone could do it, right? It could be Pam, it could be Uchi, like all you need is like two things to go viral and like really like piggyback on that and you could like oh, also yeah. be like a star, right? I mean, um, I had a stupid viral video about me ranting about a waitressing shift, and it has over 600,000 likes on it. Mm -hmm. And now, how basically would that kind of affect, say, um, I don't know, something like newsletter outlets, for instance, because that's what I have here as well. How basically, um, there's a recent kind of, uh, apparently, anyways, apparently Joe Rogan, has that's just a podcast just as an example it's not really social media but he does have a lot of youtube views as well um has basically a listening audience that almost rivals like the competitive like corporate like news outlets like cnn and stuff now maybe not cnn because like they're a little bit more global but point is like as far as like north america is concerned his audience is almost rivaling that. And you also have a bunch of influencers too that are kind of like independent, maybe news outlets or entertain. It could be like like web series, stuff like that that people do. That's almost rivaling the viewership of like, you know, regular streaming services in some certain situations. Um, and how now we're having like a push of social media, TikTok, for instance, something like, you know, even Will Smith does it as well, but he's already famous, so that doesn't count. You, um, where you have that. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. 
I just want to say one thing. Like you're mentioning, uh, like a lot of like big names, and that's、mm-hmm. the thing. I think the difference is is when you are already famous or in the media world, like it's easier to go viral or to get a huge viewership compared to like our little our little podcast that's, that gets what maybe that's the point I'm getting at. Listens a week. That's the like, point I'm getting at. We're never gonna have the viewership. Or listenership that say Will Smith's podcast is going、mm-hmm. to have because like unless we suddenly get involved with a huge podcasting network, it's just not going to happen. And that's and that's the same with like people becoming influencers. Yes, there are influencers, but they've already probably had a really big following for other things. The average Joe to become an influencer and make money is hard. And like especially with something like TikTok, where in the states they have something called the Creator Fund. Where in Canada we don't have it, so we don't get paid for viral TikToks.、Mm-hmm. Like if I, if that viral TikTok I had was in the states, I would have got, I would have made money on it.、Mm-hmm. But because Canada we don't have that, it's not an option for us. So like a lot of these Canadian influencers, like yeah, they get paid through sponsorships that they may gain, but just generally like say they love making TikToks just to make TikToks, they're not making any money off it, right? Right. So. Right. Right, so <laughs> I lost my train of thought because I was going to say something right after that.、Um, but now, yes, okay. So where I was getting at now is that it's a lot easier for the, like you said, the Joe Rogans or Will Smiths to hop on that. But then we forget that the actual pioneers of content like that were actually like the regular people, right? That who started regular content creators who started stuff like that.、Um, so. This is all come gonna come back to even like something like independent filmmaking, for instance, right? Where you see something like, I don't know, Wolf Walkers that did really well. They're not the company is relatively small compared to like Disney, for instance, right?、Um, this is just me giving an example, but under the social media lens of you have someone like,、um, I don't know, Alex Zedra, for instance, versus like Will Smith as a TikToker or whatever.、Um, if Will Smith decided to be a Twitch streamer right now, he would probably just like. Blow everyone else out the water, right? Same thing happened in OnlyFans and stuff like that too. So the point I'm getting at is, how is this shift in basically famous people coming into social media as well, kind of、um, changing the terrain for like the regular kind of influencers or creators that wanted to get their stuff out there that all of a sudden don't get as much clout because you know. The the more famous people are coming to hop into that as well, and this is something that the whole internet's talking about,、um, and also part of the reason why the inventors are, of social media, especially, are starting to regret it because it's proving to be kind of a burial ground for independent thought, which is what it was originally created for,、um, and now it's just basically a bunch of people who are already famous telling you basically the kind of content you should watch. So you're not just seeing them on the big screen. Like Holly, like Hollywood movies or blockbusters, but they're also flooding your social media as well, right? Well, and I think that's very obvious. Like when I think it was Jennifer Aniston hopped on Instagram and went from having basically up adding going on Instagram to having like two hundred million followers or whatever it was overnight.、Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing. Is it's the same with Instagram moving from a photo sharing app, which is what it was, to Being primary video, primarily videos now. Like that's what Instagram said. Like a couple months ago, it came out with a statement saying, "We're no longer a, a photo app; it were a video sharing app or whatever." And 
the thing is with all these big ads and all that getting on Instagram, they're burying like small businesses that Instagram use. Like the small businesses used Instagram a lot to promote their products and get their products seen, right? Mm -hmm. So I mean like, again, the same with like the rich people hopping on, but I mean, or like the famous people hopping on, but the reality is, is you can't stop that from happening because really people get famous through media and that's how it has been like for years i mean they have a big movie next thing you know they're all over the front covers of magazines right mm -hmm. like they're doing all the e-hollywoods or whatever that was 10 years ago and i mean really now it's just like this actor does a semi-famous b-level movie and they have an instagram and they can go from being basically a no one to being a someone overnight because of social media mm -hmm. okay so i'm gonna put you guys on the spot here right now um this is just for fun anyways but rough estimate how many things have you bought this year is almost going to an end how many things have you bought off the internet that you didn't really need this year just a rough estimate what the fuck do you mean by didn't need? So like it, it wasn't like it was. It's something you bought, but like you just you've realized that yeah, I never use it. Like it just why why did like something you you're just like why did I even buy this? But like you nothing. already own it, so you can't return it. Absolutely nothing. Okay. Not keep in mind, not everyone's like you. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, not everyone's like me, but like, yeah. that, that's mm -hmm. the problem. You're saying that I don't need. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Um, if I maybe one or two of like you games. haven't bought anything you like you just regretted being like why did I even spend money on that maybe you know like I mean? one or two video like, games but like it's, I'm eventually gonna play them so it's not like no it's I, imagine you're talking about like a physical object right well yeah like something like an Amazon purchase or like a, yeah, something you saw nothing. on like Instagram ads or whatever no, right I, yeah I don't I don't buy things off Instagram ads like that Mm -hmm. I think maybe one thing, but I mean, here's the issue is where I live, I don't really have that many stores. I have a friggin' Walmart, a Canadian Tire, and a Home Hardware. So 90% of my shopping, if I don't go to the city, which is once maybe every two or three months, is online shopping. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I buy most of the things that I need that is not accessible to me online and like i said i can think of maybe one thing this year that i bought online that was a completely useless purchase and it was a piece of workout equipment that is the dumbest thing ever right um so basically i kind of looked at um how much per month that basically um um amazon generates purchases through instagram ads per month so this is as far as uh, 2021 actually yes okay so so it was the right one um they made roughly 19.4 billion dollars per month um in north america alone right um i'm not sure what the what the demographic is like how many people live in north america but i if i was to guess i'd say maybe about three billion maybe 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 four but 3.5 um which means if you have 19.4 um divided by 3.5 that's about what's what's 19 what's 18 divided by 3 that's 6 right yes i think i'm right there um yes so basically you're having around 6 is that is that right i'm going to say 600 the average person's spending around 600 dollars a month the off of like instagram ads and stuff just like 
this is connect connected just to Amazon, right? Not to other stuff as well, right? So obviously you guys don't do that. Um, but can you visually see how like the average person would spend $600 a month just buying stuff off the internet for a whole year? Yeah. Oh, right? yeah. I mean, I was just say, sitting here thinking, I'm like, wow, spending $600 on things, that's like, wow, that's crazy. But then I'm like, I just spent $200 in groceries the other day. Well, no, but groceries is different because you actually no, go but to I'm just it. Saying, yeah. so, but, so buying random crap that you don't need off the internet and spending $600 really isn't that hard. And I mean, really, when you think about it, yes, $600 seems like a lot of money, but to some people, $600 is nothing. Yeah, but then think like, about I mean, the average us, the average middle-class bi-weekly like, well, no, salary, that's what I'm right? Saying, is like mm -hmm. us, like we probably all make approximately within the same, we're all in the same, ta I wanna say tax bracket. Mm -hmm. For us, $600 could be the difference between us paying rent and us eating ramen noodles for the month. Mm -hmm. But at the, but some, then, at the yeah. same time, some people don't see it that way, right? But like, then this is the average, like the average person, right? It, it's crazy to think no, about. No, but it the problem is you're thinking about it as the average amount spent. Right. And it's not mm -hmm. the average person. That's true. As, this is true. As Pam said, someone could spend nothing on the internet, but someone else could spend like 110K right. shit off the internet. Which is, yeah, well, which is true. And that's the thing which is you got to think of average. it like, you got to think of it this way. I might only spend, say, 50 to to $100 on Amazon a month. Mm -hmm. My upstairs neighbor could spend $1,000 on Amazon a month, right? But then that's bringing us into the average of everyone spending $600 a month. Right. Um, and with that, because we are a film and media podcast first, um, I did draw upon how much the internet and ads, especially when it comes to trailers and stuff like that, actually has increased, um, or sorry, rather decreased the, um, let's tapering off, the amount of interest in, I guess, film these days, right? Um, so apparently, this is just this is just based off something recent because I only pull something recent. But like uh, Marvel's Eternals, for instance, right? Um, one of the largest um, ad budgets, well, that Disney has used um, on one of their Marvel uh, products or Marvel movies or whatever, um, and apparently, a lot of people found it that found it that they weren't going to watch the movie because it was so heavily advertised right versus something like say um i don't know uh spider-man for instance that is also equally just as advertised maybe even more and yet people don't feel like it's being heavily advertised right so this is just kind of like the weird kind of situation here where it's like you have something that people complain is being advertised too much, so they're not going to see it. And then something that people, something else that's being advertised twice as much as that first thing, and everyone's excited for it, right? And this is just from the film kind of bracket in general. Um, the same thing happened with the Dune, where some people believed it was being advertised too much and also did not see it. Um, until obviously critics and other people are like go see it and then people are like oh it didn't look good but i guess now i'll see it um and this is just off uh the cineplex thing actually uh cineplex magazine um but yeah anyways so the point is how do you see kind of ads changing i guess the landscape for film and media consumption no this is just this is we're, we're leaving the amazon thing behind now 
um, going forward. Because now we're even seeing something like, say, streaming services with Netflix and Disney Plus being like, you don't necessarily look at the trailers for some of the, well, a lot, most of the TV shows you watch. You just happen to come across them nowadays, right? It's like, oh, this is like number, top 10 on Netflix. And you're like, oh, what is this? And you watch it um, without necessarily like watching a trailer like six months beforehand to be like, oh, I've been waiting six months to watch this, right? I'm going to go ahead and say I'm one of those weirdos who I will always watch the trailer, whether it's in the top 10 or not, uh, before I commit myself to Netflix watching any TV show. Um, and it honestly drives me a little insane when there is not a trailer, because if the trailer looks like shit, I'm probably not going to commit myself to watching a season or 10 of the show. Right. Honestly, and I mean, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, like, the, the biggest problem I just have now with, like, some trailers is, like, going to give up a lot of information about the movie, but hearsay or, or whatever, right? I'm not gonna be out here saying, like, this trailer judged my opinion on whether I will not watch this movie. Like, I was excited to watch this movie, then I watched this trailer, and now I think it is absolutely trash. It does not really work like that. Doesn't, that doesn't happen to you? Like, well, like, what? Like, the thing is, like, it's the way you kind of phrase this, like, you watch so many ads or trailers for movies, and, like, man, first trailer, I'm like, this movie looks interesting, I'll go watch it, trailer number three, like, I'm not watching this movie anymore, no, it's kind of like, I see the first trailer, and in that first trailer, or whatever, I'll be like, whether I want to watch this movie or not, right? Like, example is, like, Eternals, when I saw the first trailer for Eternals, I was like, man, that just does not look interesting at all, I care nothing for this movie. Mm-hmm. It's an, and no other trailer afterwards made me excited to go watch it, right? Or want to go watch that movie. And, like, the best example is, like, do you remember the Hollywood It Force trailer? Like, right. that first trailer that dropped way back when. Mm-hmm. And, like, I remember linking it to you guys in the ch- group chat and being like, this shit's gonna fucking bop. Mm-hmm. And guess what? That movie fucking bopped. Mm-hmm. It did. So, like, like, I feel like people saying, like, oh, it's too much advertising, too much trailers, all that stuff, like, News fucking flash. You don't have to watch shit. Like no, this, you don't. Is my, this. This is my biggest problem with people sometimes when they like, when they say like, oh, it's too much of this or too much of that. News fucking flash. You don't have to watch it. Well, and I think a <laughs> good then, example of that. Don't is forget you have me. the pay the unskippable, you know, kind of teasers in the ad yeah. block. Literally <laughs> ad block. How come no, no one has an ad block? <laughs> I have two things to say. One, I'm gonna build on Uchi's point about things being over-advertised and shoved down our throat and going, you don't have to watch it. Example, me with Marvel and DC crap. I am so sick of it. I see the ads everywhere. Do I watch them unless we are podcasting on it? No, I don't, right? Mm -hmm. And the other thing, YouTube has gotten very ridiculous with the (laughs) amount of ads they put in things. Like I remember having you know the one five second ad on whatever, I didn't care about that. Now we're getting like three, four ads at the beginning, plus little ad breaks, like 15 ad breaks in an hour long video. And these 15 ad breaks are not just five second ad. They're like a minute long ads. It's like a full commercial break. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but that, like Uchi said, there is ad blocker. So. <laughs> that That is fair. Um, so basically now, um, <laughs> well, that question is coming yet yeah, because you guys say ad blocker is like the solution to all ends. Um, how would one, you, you ad blocker? I, I would say, just in my experience of using it, anyways, is it a hundred percent effective for everything? Yeah. Right. 
you'll st- you're still gonna come across ads in one way, shape, or another eventually. Um, well, then you're looking at ads in the wrong way. There's ads mm-hmm. versus promotions, right? Right. If, if you're like on fucking TikTok, Reddit, or whatever, and you see some a content creator doing something, right? That's the promotion. That's the ad, right? Here's the most amazing thing about like you got the YouTube ads where you got ad blocker to block them, and then in the middle of a YouTube video, it's like this portion is brought to you by yeah, whatever. exactly. Like, that's what I'm getting like, at. Yeah, that's what I can do. Yeah, that's yeah. fucking <laughs> like here's the keep scrolling. Yeah, like... <laughs> See, okay, you guys are getting my point. My point is it's too much work for the average consumer to keep doing no, no, this. No, no, right? If it's, it's too much work for, no, no. If it's too much work for you, then you have no fucking right to complain. It's too much work to click a button a few times. How much of a dystopian society are we in that we have to... <laughs> we have to be, be able to quick, quick trigger fast forward all the time. Okay. You think you think fast forwarding on an ad is a dystopian society? We live in a society where everything you do is controlled, not controlled, is monitored by big tech. Mm-hmm. Let's look at it. Everyone wants to cut out fucking Facebook. Facebook is the devil. Am I right or wrong? <laughs> and take or leave it. Uh, yeah, I mean they're 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 where they are because technically the government and people put them there. But yeah, yes, but everyone can agree Facebook's influence is negative on society and the world. Probably, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would say mm-hmm. I would say all social media has a negative influence. <laughs> all social media. Let me let's not, let me not just shit on Facebook. All social mm-hmm. media has a negative on society and the world. I can take a shit on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Reddit, Snapchat, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's put it this way: How many Facebook products do we use? It's like, oh, I'm gonna call Facebook for my life. Okay, cool. Do you do you still have Instagram? Yes. Do you still have mm-hmm. Snapchat? Yes. Mm-hmm. Snapchat's technically not Facebook, but yeah. still a devil. <laughs> still a still devil. It's <laughs> it, still a yeah. devil. Yeah. Do you have WhatsApp? Yes. Okay. What's stopping you from deleting WhatsApp? Nothing, Fucking really. Everyone, everyone outside of North America uses WhatsApp to communicate. Yeah. How many of your relatives talk to you using WhatsApp, Samuel? Oh, all of them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if you tell them, hey, guys, let's jump to a different... Uh, messaging app. What's the, the response they're gonna give you? Uh, why? Exactly. They they wouldn't want okay. to because WhatsApp's convenient. <laughs> it's convenient. I said I don't have WhatsApp. Like I now have WhatsApp, but before when my like my old phone for some reason did not like WhatsApp, so I didn't have it. Whenever I said, "Oh, I don't have WhatsApp," I would get the weirdest looks from people. Like, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone just looks at you sideways. Why? It's like <laughs> so. There's also that societal <laughs> pressure as well. Why? Why? Why do I still have Facebook? Do you know why I still have Facebook? <laughs> it's because I I I need Messenger to talk to not just you guys in the group chat, but other group chats I'm part of, yeah. and mm-hmm. other people who primarily talk through Messenger. Can I delete Facebook and still use Messenger? Technically, yes. Mm-hmm. But then Messenger is extremely limited if you don't have Facebook. How fucked up is that? Because mm-hmm. well, and I just want to bring up that other point about like when you talk to other people or you use like different platforms for talking to people. It's like when you, God forbid, say, ask someone to text you. Like nowadays, like it seems like when you meet someone new that you want to be friends or go on a date with or something, it's like, oh, what's your Snapchat? Yeah, what? yeah. Or oh, what's your what's your Instagram? Usually, number. that's the com- that's the most common number. one. Text me like a human being, and like mm-hmm. I have like straight up <laughs> in the world of dating had guys be like, hey, what's your Snapchat? And I'm like, oh, if you actually like me, here's my cell number. You can text me. <laughs> There's a reason why we asked for Snapchat. Oh, oh my, my god! Oh my god! Like, <laughs> if you are serious 
about actually meeting me and like potentially forming a relationship, you yeah. will text me. You are not gonna Snapchat me. See, but then some. I, I had, wait, yeah. hold up, hold up. I, I had a friend like we went out and like it was the first time we had caught up in a while, right? So she was just ta- we're just talking, just catching up and shit, right? And like she was like, "Man, I'm getting back into the dating game." And like I don't understand why is it like okay, she's like a couple of years older than me, right? So she's like, "Why is it like every single time I meet someone new, it's always like, what's why do you, why is it like what's your Snapchat? It's never phone number." And I had to explain to her why. <laughs> That's honestly, <laughs> rule of thumb for anyone listening, I'm talking strictly from a lady's perspective to the ladies that they listen. If a guy asks you for a Snapchat, he probably just wants to see nudes. He probably doesn't want anything serious. If he wants something serious, he's going to ask for your phone number. See, but then also, is that same kind of rule applied to say something like Instagram, for instance, right? People also ask yeah. for that too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then, Instagram, yeah. I feel like that's become people's new form of like um like everyone tries to create themselves as a brand now right it's not as simple as just oh hey give me your number because you can't really get to you can't okay you can't stalk someone on social media with just their phone number right that doesn't make sense if you're stalking someone you got bigger problems or no no but by stalking i mean like i mean like say you met you met someone that you were interested in or whatever a lot of people now especially in our generation even if it's someone you didn't even meet, maybe you just saw them casually walking down the street, but they looked very familiar. You might've come across them at some point on your Instagram, or they have a mutual friend of a mutual friend of a mutual friend, and you're just interested. You're, you'd be tempted to be like, let me just take a look and see like what this person is like, right? It's like, like which is what I'm saying, like our Instagram profiles are kind of like our resumes for each other as a society at this point. Okay. So asking your friend, if they have a mutual friend, whatever, mutual friend, asking them, hey, is he like asking for information about the guy? Like, is he single? No, but what I'm saying is some people don't even ask. They just do it themselves. They don't even ask the mutual friend. Okay, continue. Continue. (laughs) So first off, like, yes, I get the whole using. It's like one thing if you met this person and you go to see like maybe if you have mutual interests or something because I'm just finding as a society, we want to kind of, I don't want to say feel safe, but we want to know if it's worth going on a date or asking them out, like, are we going to vibe at all? And that's why people look up stuff on the internet Mm -hmm. about people beforehand. We want to have some sort of pre-connection as opposed to building a connection from complete scratch like our parents did. Um, so that's there, but if you are stalking someone or just like find someone on a street that you find attractive and you go hunting for them on the internet, <laughs> you have bigger problems is what I am saying. But like, we oh, act like that's not common. You, it is you very common. See, you, I know I'm acting, but maybe you says I'm speaking personally. I don't do that. That is friggin' weird. Mm-hmm. But like if say I'm at a party and mutual friend introduces me to a guy that I find attractive and I see she they're on facebook like mutual friends i'll check out his profile and then i will ask her about him be like hey is he single is he seeing someone like what are the chances he would be okay with me being like hey let's go get a cup of coffee and like talk like normal human beings like i love being in a coffee shop that says we have no wi-fi talk to each other like it's 1995. like Uh. it's just like that's what I'm saying is we need to feel a connection, but this is getting way away from our topic. Yeah, that's um, what I was, I was more or less so going. I'm gonna bring yeah. it back and just say, I'm. If you are stalking someone on the internet, you got bigger problems. Get help. 
Well, yeah. Moving so, on. but but what I'm saying is, in one way or the other, we're kind of um, pre-programmed now because of social media to do this, right? Where it's like, again, like I said, each person's Instagram page, Facebook page, whatever, even your display picture is like your resume to the rest of the world, to the rest of the world on a personal level. You are choosing to creep their Instagrams. Just saying. Okay, but here's the thing, right? Uh, A lot of people are like, only creeps uh, do this, right? But then literally everyone does. So So, that's like the whole hip, uh, yeah, uh, anyway, continue. Here's here's the thing I do. Mm -hmm. My Instagram is private. Yeah, a lot of people do that too. But I'm saying, yeah. I'm saying, but I'm saying yours might be private. But this is, <laughs> this is what's up now. Okay, so for those people listening, Pam and Uchi are trying to be smart. Okay, they're no, trying to, no, no, they're no, trying no, to act. We say what we do. They're trying to you. They're trying to act like internet saints when we all know for a fact no, everyone has no. been a creep on the Instagram at some no, point. I'm not, I'm not, at what point did I say I'm a fucking internet saint? Okay, okay. No, no, I'm not. Do not put fucking words in the mouth. Did I say I was an internet saint? No, you didn't. You didn't say that. Did I not say why <laughs> we do this? Did I not say why I get someone's Snapchat before that phone number? Do I, am I pretending to be a I mean, you did, you did say saint? why you would, but, you know. Everyone knows why. <laughs> Pam explained why. <laughs> the nude in new dolls. <laughs> Hey, the point I, I, mean, I the, no, the point I'm, I'm trying to no, make. I'm telling, I'm telling you what I do. Right, right. Which makes sense, right? You yeah, would, you would make your your stuff private. My shit is set to private because I don't mm-hmm. like people knowing my shit. <laughs> Simple as that. I'm not out here trying to be some higher than life. Like, ooh, I beat the system. No, fuck mine, that. Mine <laughs> I just don't like people knowing my shit. Because I don't care. <laughs> like See? my life isn't. It's like. People freaking out about having, you know, the Google assistants in your home. If someone is really listening into my life, they have bigger mm. problems. They're going to get a shitty rendition of right. me at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> like if someone is stalking my Instagram page, which has a total of like 300 followers. Mm-hmm. But then we circled around the concept of how, you know, the Internet on the Internet. Not everything is as it seems, you know, people kind of portraying a different lifestyle from the ones they live. But with that same mannerism, we're also using what we see on the internet to gauge a person as an individual, right? So it's like, yes, those pictures or those videos might be lies as to how they truly live their lives, but then we're also going to judge them based off of what we do see them doing on social media, right? Hence why sometimes you have it when like people cancel a social media influence or whatever, they start, they have a video where they're bawling at it, be like, well, that's not really how I live my life. And they try to explain, and at that point, no one cares, right? Or everyone's just like, boo-hoo. Um, because of society, we're a bunch of judgmental assholes. And I'm gonna leave <laughs> so, it at that. Also, <laughs> fine. I don't know if we're going on to cancel culture. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are going to touch on cancel culture. Definitely. Here's my hot take. I don't believe in cancel culture, but... I don't too, yeah. I don't believe it's my place to choose who to forgive or forget and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. So, example. I, and I'm not going to bring it up because it's happened way too much and I'm tired of hearing about that new story. If someone said something offensive against the LGBTQ community... Mm-hmm. It is not my place to choose whether that person gets forgiven or they get canceled. Oh, no, because you weren't the one offended. 
it's not my community that's mm-hmm. not a thing yeah therefore as well as that if someone was to say something racist it is not someone else's place as a say example another black person to tell me whether i am allowed to <laughs> forgive that person or not 99 percent of the time i will probably never forgive them mm-hmm. but right? Richie, you're supposed to be a good christian <laughs> oh fuck that culture like I get the cons of it. I don't really participate in it unless it's for very specific things, like Uchi yeah. said. Like unless it is your place to speak on it, mm-hmm. you really shouldn't be speaking on it. And yeah, I think people have just gone so far with it. Like let's mm-hmm. just fucking cancel everything. Like I remember, I'll never forget when Uchi I texted you and I was like, "Hey, I'm on the way to recording. Anyone want Starbucks?" And your response was, "Fuck Starbucks, they're canceled." <laughs> But I'll get a peach, whatever, peach chill or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I want a peach chill, whatever, right? Like, in, on the basis of cancel culture, right? Well, the shit Starbucks did was shitty. evil. It's shitty. But I'm mm-hmm. not going to cancel. Like, it, it, like, I could cancel they the whole company for drinks. that. Right? But compare that to, say, uh, let's say, famous actors says repeatedly racist shit, never apologizes for it. Then fuck him. Like, his career yeah. is ruined. Like, there's mm-hmm. a difference. You know what I mean? It's not like Starbucks came out and was like, oh, we just don't allow any of the, any black folks in our stores. That's you guys don't, different. You guys don't like, feel like cancel culture like, kind of um, feels like partisanship in a way? Because then you're going to have people who like kind of support the cancellation and then people who are like very vehemently against it. And then you're kind the of increasing this like rage, divide. right? Yeah, divide. Where, like, all of a sudden, you know, like people say, then you're at the table with your uncle who's on one side and you're on the other side, and then the family dinner is ruined, right? Here, here's the reality of things. Um, you know what? You may not agree with people's opinions at all times, but sometimes you, you still have to respect that person a little bit for having an opinion. And correction, mm-hmm. I'm going to say that, follow that by saying having an informed, well-argued opinion. If they're just being a leader Which and like oh, the internet like is not a space for that though. Reason, like <laughs> I don't, I don't like. Um, the internet is not a place for respectable arguments. That's that's no, and that well, that's exactly it. Here's and my think, here's my next point as well. Right, sorry to interrupt you, Pam. No, that's fine. If you're having arguments on the internet, you're kind of already lost. <laughs> yeah. Why would you? I I never argue for the internet. I never I never do as well. Time and yeah. energy. <laughs> Because the and internet is a di- massive echo chamber. And it divulges into name-calling and, like, playground bullshit. Yeah. Every like, time. Every single day. Do you know how much time, I, like, it's, like, the internet is just a fucking microcosm of, like, oh, I am right and everyone else is wrong. No, motherfucker, you're not. And, like, you just, it's just a waste of time trying to argue on the internet about anything. Because it just devolves into this massive echo chamber where people justify their reasons why. You or know, people like just I, don't even have a reason. They just they just want they, to they just start shit. Yeah. Like, to get back to media, I remember when the last season of Game of Thrones happened. And we all agree, that was a shit show of a season. It was mm-hmm. terribly written. Mm-hmm. One thing that happened was people now throwing out death threats towards the creators of the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Which was too far. Was <laughs> Way too, too far. far. Way too far. You'd see massive fucking threads and comments of people agreeing, like, yeah, fuck them. They should die. No. <laughs> no, they shouldn't. No. I can agree that this was terribly written and they're not mm-hmm. good. But we do not threaten people's lives. It's just like... 
dude, remember when Zack Snyder's uh, kid died? Oh, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And people that. were celebrating that. Which what was really messed up. People? Really messed up, yeah. And in that moment, you truly understand that the internet is this fucking massive echo chamber of toxicity at times that you cannot mm-hmm. escape from. Have you ever... I, I can speak for this myself, right? I remember being in a Discord chat, right? With a couple of people just... We're having a good time watching sports. I am the only African in that chat. I could tell, you know, my accent mm-hmm. stood out. Man's fucking comes in here. Ha, 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 ha. Hey, where are you from? And you know that condescending where are you from tone. Yeah. That you just know this man's a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, a week later, no one's ever in those Discord chats anymore. And you're like, oh, what happened? Well, piece of shit showed his true colors. Right. And kind of ruined it for everyone. Mm-hmm. So please understand that the internet is this toxic hellhole at times. And it's <laughs> you now, working on it is now would you stupid. say would you say that real life is you pretending to be someone else while the internet is where people show their true colors? Yeah. Right? Which yeah, is kind of weird to think is. about because you would think the reverse would happen, right? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. People are not scared to be shitheads and assholes when you can't see their face. Like, to call someone out to their face takes a lot more guts than, say, texting someone that, or, like, I would say 90% of the time, people say shit over the internet they would never think of saying in real life to someone. Oh, definitely. But that's my point. Like, why why is there so much? Because you you have places like... um, Repercussions on the internet. Well, I feel like there's more now, but before, like 10 years ago, there was way less repercussions. Well, yeah, because you have people, uh, countries like the UK right now, actually, that wants to uh, impose this. There's a bill that they're trying to pass now where um, hate speech or like kind of certain words or, you know, kind of ways you phrase your sentences if they're considered hateful um, are actually like able. You're actually able to be fined or prosecuted based off of that. Right. And a lot of protesting over there is going on right now as to whether that's like um authoritarianism or not right like you're basically taking away free speech or stuff like that okay no fuck the argument about free speech that's not the that's not my problem right Mm -hmm. free speech exists right okay there's this great i don't remember who said it right he's like free speech exists you're allowed to Mm -hmm. say whatever the fuck you want to say but you're not immune from consequences from the shit you say right exactly exactly now onto the bills because the uk has got one canada's got its own version Mm -hmm. the biggest problem now comes what do we define as right and wrong? Because if you live it exactly. into the hands of the government, it, that's, what happens it's when you have an oppressive well. government in charge, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, a quote-unquote, look at fucking places like North Korea, China. <laughs> I, I said China. I still understand China. I'm fucking canceled in China. I'm that country. You said, you said North Korea and then just jumped into China. Just jumped into China. I am, I am canceled in China. You just, you just drew a correlation between North Korea and China in one sentence. <laughs> but when you talk about like what the government says you can or right. can't say, right. you know what I mean? Like, okay, let's not say we'll call it Western Taiwan. <laughs> <laughs> I really cannot go to that. <laughs> see, see, there's, there's a perfect example. Freedom of speech. I said some shit. There's now consequences. I cannot go to that country. 
Oh, <laughs> Western Taiwan. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't expecting that, were you? I wasn't expecting that. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to go even something more related to me, which is just Nigeria as a country and how they banned Twitter. Well, they tried to ban Twitter. I don't think it was successful. Yeah, they tried to ban Twitter. Yeah. Didn't they try to put like a fucking WhatsApp tax? Yes, they tried to do that as well. Um, and now even there's a whole ban on like how much money you can send out of the country, which is its whole separate thing again. Um, but basically, if the the... The crux of this is how much of how much of the government interfering in this is too much or too little now because not just even in social media but even again when it comes to things like art and film you have like movies being banned in certain countries versus other countries right things like i i'm pretty sure call me by your name was banned in like every like islamic country 100 percent um like how would you um kind of navigate that to the point where now you're having you have everyone talking about oh you should have the free will to do this but your government still dictates the kind of media you consume right which again is going back to even just social media in general which is where people say oh it's being controlled by the one percent who control the government who control social media and how you should think and what you watch and stuff like that too um and how people who have communism yeah but then we're, we we live in a capitalist society right um, <laughs> um basically do we, it's do we really it's very messy yes, yes, it's, <laughs> it's very I'm messy being, i'm being uh, <laughs> it's very messy, you know, it's I, very I'm, messy. Not, I'm not i'm not gonna speak on like government intervention or that sure, that's not my place i i don't no. argue i don't argue governmental politics anymore yeah Dude. well see my point is now we're getting to a point where like both the people who like say, oh, the people who say the 1% controls social media, whatever, are crazy. And it's now it's like, well, are they really crazy, though? Because they do have sort of a point. But then now who's the blind one in this situation? Because it feels like everyone has it's kind of like it's kind of like during the civil rights movement, right? Like everyone kind of has an idea of what's going on. But if they just like fit the two opinions together, then it's like you have a common like enemy now right which is you know most more often than not the government um but said government is like no let's keep them fighting you know conservatives versus liberals like let's keep that going <laughs> you know what i mean because that way we can get away with all the things we want to do right um hence cue social media because now you're having um uh, there was something about something about that too, where even say the Oscars, for instance, right now, right, um, has become I'm, less. I'm waiting for Uchi to come in and go fuck the Oscars. Yeah, has become less of hey, let's acknowledge talent, and become more of hey, um, <laughs> Green Book was an awesome movie, <laughs> you know. You know? Uh, so it's become less it, it basically people feel pandered to right and like the pandering just continues where you have people who are like yes pandering is good and you have people who are like no pandering is bad um and how do you how do you how do you how do you bridge that gap you know which is what we're struggling with right now as a society but i know you guys don't have answers to that but basically if anyone had the answer to that that would be the solution to everything that's going on right now um but yeah it is I feel like society wanting to be pandering to is the same equivalent of receiving a participation trophy. 
And that's all I'm going to say on that topic. Because, like, when you do cancel people, what's expected of them to do after said cancellation? I don't know. It's not my problem. Well, yeah, no, but, like... someone, go, especially if you're an internet influencer and uh, you get canceled, go get a real job, like... I'd say 80% of the job. rest of the fucking human beings on this planet and become a more contributing member of society. No, but then you wait, keep in wait, mind... Wait, 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 Sam. Wait, if you're a YouTuber and you get cancelled, this is the playbook that you do. You first release a 10-minute video of you sobbing. Make sure the tears look fucking real. <laughs> Apologizing, saying that this was a mistake. I should never have done that. Followed by a couple of charitable donations, some good PR... You know, reach out to a YouTuber who's in good standing, have them vouch for you, <laughs> or some shit like that. I don't know. I don't, I literally, I don't care when someone gets cancelled, right? Like mm-hmm. I said, whether that person gets forgiven or not, it's not my problem, right? Because right. then on top of that, if you're a YouTuber who gets cancelled, you're not, you're not apologizing to me. Mm-hmm. You're not apologizing to the person that you racially or, like, abused or, like, the person that you, the dead body's family that you filmed or whatever fucked up controversy that you did. You're apologizing to your fan base. And you're hoping right. your fan base comes back soon enough to help you. AKA mm-hmm. example, David Dobrik. Right. But then, now, how much of your fan base... How much of your fan base coming back is objectively, like, moral or not? Because it's... It, That's the thing. Yeah. It's not... It's not us that makes the decision whether the fan base comes back or not. It's that person, that commu- that person's fan, fan base, base, right? Right. Mm-hmm. That fan base, whether they come back or not, this is, they choose whether he gets mm-hmm. uncancelled yeah. or not, right? Like essentially, the- yeah. What I'm trying to say is, like, say, take like Terry Crews for instance, right? Is he still cancelled? Like, I don't even know. Like, <laughs> is is like what? what I, I don't what? know if he's. <laughs> I don't know if he's still cancelled or not. I know the reasons why I don't like him. Mm-hmm. But like, like I said, it's not up to me to tell other people why they should cancel him or not. Right. But then is so. Maybe this is me asking for my own benefit. Actually, the okay, whole concept. It's a, a better. It's a better thing. Example. Example of Terry Crews. Mm-hmm. If Terry Crews today was to come out and sincerely apologize and explain what he did wrong and how he can do better, mm-hmm. I could forgive him. Right. But then now, where I'm getting at is the whole concept of. Like, what does being canceled actually entail? Because right now, like, being canceled isn't really being... Can- it's like, it's just having a certain amount of your fan base disagreeing with something you said, right? But then, if people have been... Let's say, like, you have a fan base that you've built over, like, I don't know, 10 years, right? They're not all going to leave because of one thing you said, like... Like, people might be angry with that, but then they're still going to come back to be like, oh, what's he going to say this time? Like, you almost get more clout being canceled than when you're not canceled, if that makes sense. Like, like Gina Carano wouldn't be half as controversial or, like, famous to everyone without, you know, what happened between her and Disney, for instance, right? So it's like, is being canceled actually ruining your social media presence? You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Why yes, but get... I mean, she also compared, what was it, uh, being white to being... Yes, she did. Mm-hmm. Jewish in the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, what? Yeah, she did. That yeah, so that's why she, that's why she got, she got but booked. What? But then you have people being mad at Disney for firing her, which is, again... Yeah, but you... that's the, pe- those are the people that I agree with her, though. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, 
is she really canceled if she has people who are also on like she's being canceled and uncanceled at the same time i don't know if you get my point here so like are you really canceled though if you have people who also and more more, more often than not these people also have people who equally agree with them so you know, are they really canceled you're going to have two groups you're going to have the group that wants to cancel her mm-hmm. whether they are right or wrong and you're going to have the group that I don't want to say relate to, but like feel the same way because of something that may have happened in their life that Mm -hmm. like agree with her, right? Like that's the reality is you are going to have two sides to each Mm -hmm. coin. And like honestly, and I mean, I don't pay super attention to media stars and all that when I probably should pay more. But like I, other than that incident, I have heard F.A. about her since that incident happened. So I mean, like, is she really? Oh, she's been she's been all over the news that lately. Much, has she really getting that much clout from being canceled? Like, kind of. I mean, th- again, this is just because I follow up on these things sometimes. Um, but you know, right now she's trying to get back into MMA. Oh my God, <laughs> she's trying to get back into MMA and all those other things too. And like, she has the backing now of people like Ben Shapiro and all those other dudes. Um, who are also supporting her. Yeah, no, he is. But again, this is my point where is anyone really canceled if being canceled by one group means being uncanceled by like Terry Crews, right? He might be canceled by the black community, but now I'm pretty sure a substantial amount of the white community probably loves him, right? So it's like, how how canceled is he really? You can be truly canceled is if you're dead. Right, exactly. Which is my point exactly. So I don't know. Social media in general, how do you kind of navigate that you're canceled, but you're not canceled, right? And like, how does that lead into sponsorships now too? Because like I said, Gina Carano, for instance, is now being sponsored by, you know, Ben Shapiro, for instance, versus, you know, maybe someone who decides to be... That brings in my question, how much of a shithead is Ben Shapiro? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like how how big of but a that Ben Shapiro may be that, but he also has a massive following. That's my point. Yeah, it's but, like But that's what I'm saying. Is how shitty is the company sponsoring these people who are gonna say that? Right? <laughs> like but like at the same time you're answering your own question. Can you truly be cancelled? You're arguing no you can't. And mm-hmm. I don't know what you expect us to say because you're like, <laughs> No you can't. <laughs> The only way you can truly be cancelled is if you're dead. Like, I don't know what you want. I, I even said the same thing when I argued about those YouTubers doing sh- fucked up shit, being like, it doesn't matter what we think, it's about their fan base. Mm-hmm. Jean Canel's fan base still wants her to do shit. Right. Like, and, if like, and they can get her to do shit, then it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You, the only way you can be truly cancelled, in my mind, is one, you're dead. Two, you do something so shitty, you get convicted and do jail time for it. You might still not be canceled social media wise, because I know, case, but I'm just yeah. saying. Case in like, point, R. Kelly. Yeah. Yeah, that's my point. You, mm-hmm. you, and you truly be canceled? No, I don't know what you're trying to bring up, Samuel. You've literally argued your own point. <laughs> I'm tr- like, we have no other answers for you. You guys aren't realizing. I'm trying you to. Are dead. You guys aren't realizing. I'm trying to bring up the point that 
saying people are quote-unquote canceled online is redundant because they're not like why do we do this words words and actions are two different things like so so why do we that's my question why do we say oh this person's canceled when like they're they're really like they're not because society is a lot of talk and very little action (laughs) it is quite literally a phrase it's it's (laughs) is this person canceled yes to a certain community they are canceled but to another community they are not You've literally said this time and time again. Yeah, but then isn't but then isn't everyone cancelled in a specific community though? You yes. know what I mean? Hey, hey, wait, wait, I can tell you for sure I have been cancelled because we have had a viewer who got pissed off at me or a listener who got pissed off at me for making jokes about fucking Winston Churchill. That that was pretty funny. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> Yes. So, so people have cancelled me. Doesn't Who matter. Russia and China. <laughs> and probably Nigeria too. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, Nigeria point, cancels though. everything. Um, that's my point. There's no such thing Sam, as I'm sure you've been cancelled by someone you made. Oh, hundred percent. I know. hundred percent. Hundred percent. That's what I literally argued. I was like, it doesn't matter what <laughs> I'm probably canceled by all Christians, to be honest. Um, It doesn't matter what people say or not. If your fan base is still there for you, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter if you've been canceled or not. Like I fucking said, David Dobrik. Mm -hmm. Okay. One of the poor brothers, I don't remember which one, probably both of them. It doesn't fucking matter. (laughs) Okay. Final question here that I have for you guys. Would you rather... This you have to pick one. You hundred percent have to pick one. Would you rather be a social media influencer or a high-ranking government official? You have to pick one. You can't just say no. This is gun to your head. You have to pick. Why is it gun to my head? Why? Okay. Or would you just rather die than be neither? I no. My my confusion is how this correlates to each other at all. You'll you'll find out. We're getting there. Just <laughs> thing depends what kind of influencer. If someone wants to fucking pay me to, you can be any type of photos. Yes, you can be any type of influencer all the time. Let me be a social influencer just because of my yeah, your beautiful there. face, Uchi. No, because of your beautiful voice, Uchi. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, oh, so you voice. both you both chose social social media influencer. Okay, now. Um, oh shit! I think I messed up here. Anyways, I'll, I'll I'll find a way to circle back to it. Now, how would you feel you being a social media influencer if basically your because social media being a social media influencer your primary source of income is usually from sponsorship ads, whatever. Um, how would you kind of navigate, say? whatever you're a social media influencer, like Pam, you mentioned travel or something, right? Um, Something like the pandemic, for instance, where now travel is not a thing, right? How- Well, travel travel still is a thing. Well, you get my point. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, you're not gonna tell them you're traveling because you're in it. Like, I feel like no one, you're not, you don't have exemption if you're an influencer, that's why you're traveling. Here's the thing, if I was a travel influencer and I fucking lived where I do, I would just, Find, try and find really unique sites within my own province and post about them and maybe not like post as much but definitely be like oh I'm going to Cafe 66 in 
but then your your revenue significantly goes down. Like this is oh, I'm getting yeah, into the Twitch down. streaming like stuff too well, right now too. You're right? gonna have to find a side hustle then, and that's why Schmolny fans exists. <laughs> I mean, you just say it's actually name only fans, but <laughs> yes, here's the thing: if you are an influencer and your main source of income was from travel and the pandemic hits, it is now up to you to find a way to pivot mm-hmm. your content. Right. Some, no, people we... su- some people are able to successfully pivot their content and maintain the, f- the following. Other people are not. Mm-hmm. Do we view them as less, suc- less good people, less influential people? I don't know. Will I view them <laughs> as lesser? No, right. I wouldn't. But I am not speaking for someone else, right? Mm-hmm. The world, it, it sometimes is a, lo- a role of luck. Sometimes people can pivot away from that primary means and transition into something else successfully. Other people try to, it did not work out. Right. That's just the way it fucking works sometimes. Mm-hmm. I just want to speak as someone who follows a lot of travel influencers. Honestly, the travel influencers I follow, you know, especially during a time of global pandemic, like, and travel being locked down, I think everyone would have to learn to understand, like, you can't travel, so they might not be posting as much, mm-hmm. or they posted photos from trips they took before the pandemic to keep their posts at least interactive and stuff like that. Or, like I said, they traveled within the area they could travel, which, whether that was in their state or whether they could travel interstate lines or interprovincial lines they made it work the best they can and when you have a i don't want to say being an influencer is stable because it's not um but that's just something they would have to learn to deal with Mm -hmm. okay so the last thing i have here before we actually wrap up um is um there's a new kind of school of thought now that well first of all the first one was um internet etiquette should become a norm just kind of like how you basically teach kids to you know not be jerks in middle school even though some end up being jerks anyways um internet kind of etiquette should be kind of implemented in our education system which i find interesting um some european countries are thinking about that the other thing they're also talking about is making social media influencing an actual university degree like something you go to university to do um as its own thing Media etiquette, yes, should be a thing. And I think that started when we were growing up with, like, the anti-cyberbullying stuff. Two, mm-hmm. we have, what was it, uh, travel and leisure courses at the University of Manitoba. So, I mean, them in this day and age giving a social media influencer class doesn't seem that far off from making university yeah, classes. Yeah, but then this is, is more, idea? this is yes, supposed to be is. more, like, streamlined into, yeah, like, content well, creation, right? Yeah, you can argue that content creation is, it's, okay, content creation, when people think content creation, they're always just thinking about the person in front of the camera, but then right. you've also got editors, you've got script writers. Yeah, exactly, so I'm getting to that like part that. too, yeah. Mm-hmm. Next, as well as that, you can also look at it as the same as, like, digital marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Because to be a successful influencer, you have to be able to market yourself. Mm-hmm. Or have like, someone think- on your team who can help you market yourself. I yeah. think that's what it is. I don't think it should be like called be a social influencer course. It would really like you're taking a degree in video, social media marketing or mm-hmm. uh, social media production or whatever it is. Like it would have to be, I don't even think it would be really, would be a good university course. I think it would be better like, cause I mean, they have amazing media program at Red River, right? So it'd be mm-hmm. maybe something along those lines. Right. But then now we're having that, um, what's it called 
that merge between it being like kind of like a social internet phenomenon being a, an influencer because right now it's like the new that's the new like how to get rich quick thing right well here's um, the thing mm-hmm. there's always been how to get rich quick schemes and i mean with the pandemic people have had to find different ways to make money because the standard job fairs mm-hmm. are not there and i mean like it's it's funny that about 150 years ago, yeah, you had businessmen and stuff like that, but the majority of people worked from home, whether they were seamstresses, farmers, mm-hmm. like they worked out of their house. And now then it became where people were business owners and had shop fronts and all that. And now we seem to have gone full circle, circle back to working at home and finding mm-hmm. ways to make money from home. Yeah. So now to wrap this up, not our generation, but do two of you think the generation after us so the next one will kind of have more of a tapered um mindset towards you know the typical like nine to five working at a bank working at an insurance company working for government stuff like that but instead now they'll be going to school to be like a social media influencer or an athlete or i don't know a movie star or director right the nine to five will always have to exist because society has to run, especially like government offices. Like we may not have government offices per se. Mm-hmm. Like it may be more like, especially as someone. I should also mention, sorry to cut you off, to add to what you, you're saying now that ever uh, since 2000, I think since the year 2000, yes. Um, this is a statistic I have here too. This year, 2021 has been the highest, um, kind of resignation like as of, as of october highest that's, resignation year ever that's, like that's something way different than right. we talk about mm-hmm. yeah. but, like, but this is like, people quitting their jobs even without like a backup plan this is them just yeah. being like yeah. it's just not worth it right yeah that's because of like corporate burnout and management and the realization that you spent god knows how long doing this job the pandemic hits and now you have to you, you sit there questioning and evaluating decisions right right and people quitting have been attributed to a lot of things some people say it's like going out from the job stress from the job realization that what they are doing doesn't matter for them and they want to try something else right mm-hmm. literally i you argue that like you think like the, oh some people will quit and go be social media influencers no i read an article where someone is like i quit my fucking nine to five job being a teacher to go be a plumber because i find it more relaxing and like oh yeah some people do, do that, that better mm-hmm. and like this and then to get back to your point about like oh going to university to be a social media influencer and act on an athlete or whatever right it's not like i'm not gonna sit here and be like oh the next generation is gonna be very different no that stuff has always existed right mm-hmm. some people literally wake up and be like i want to be an actor they go to school for that right mm-hmm. and like that's gonna be the same thing for the next generation right and like Will government jobs always exist? Yes, because well, government ex- is a thing that always exactly exists. It. Mm-hmm. The nine to five will always have to exist, but I feel like going forward, there are going to be some exceptions to that rule. But like the standard insurance salesman, all that, it's still going to be a thing. Like okay. it's the nine to five will never truly disappear. Mm-hmm. I think maybe big corporate corporations may have a little bit of a downfall and it might go back to maybe a little more smaller businesses but we'll see what am i to say i don't have a fucking business degree (laughs) i work with animals i don't see people for days on end sometimes like you're literally asking the wrong people no i'm i am aware she she works with animals i have a geography degree what the fuck did you expect (laughs) 
We are not corporate stooges. Anyways, we hope our listeners have enjoyed this really boring episode. <laughs> okay, it wasn't actually that boring. It was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I think we're at one hour, we're an hour, hour 20 minutes. So like, we're pretty much done. Um, do you guys have anything to plug? Anything else? No, to... not really. Oh, I'm going to plug Arcane because I'm really enjoying that right now on Netflix. Um, oh, go see it. You, if you're talking about shit like that, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, Arcane's good shit, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good. Um, check out Pam's. Pam, you haven't even, uh, what's it called? Advertise your TikTok. I guess you don't want that many people following you anyways. Well, you know, I, might, I honestly don't do TikToks that much. Mm-hmm. If anything, go follow Instagram, my yeah, Instagram. She's, because... she's canceled in China as well, apparently. Me? Oh yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, I'm probably canceled in the Ukraine too, but who knows? Oh, um, my yeah, follow me on Instagram. I've just been posting stuff from my latest adventures up to like Cold Lake and stuff. And I mean, <laughs> hey, here's the thing: I have tra- I have to travel for work, like my actual real job. So. <laughs> <laughs> and you can follow Uchi at Computers Are Cool on Instagram. Um, that's his. That's his page. He yep. does cool stuff there. <laughs> okay oh yeah we are done for the day um thank you guys for listening and we will catch you next time on northern critic for probably a more interesting podcast episode (laughs) peace peace